That's so embarrassing. I felt so dumb. Can I just disappear? Embarrassing Stories Podcast with Leslie and Derek. Welcome back to Embarrassing Stories. We're glad to have you back, and we're excited about this episode because we've reached a small but big milestone. Les, do you want to tell them what the milestone is? It is episode 10. We are now in double digits. Episode 10. Whoop, whoop. Whoop, whoop. I recently read that a lot of podcasts don't go beyond the seventh episode just because of, you know, burnout or different things like that. And so it was nice. It was kind of nice to read that and see that we've been able to make it beyond that. But yeah, we're excited for this 10th episode. And we're so grateful to all you listeners. Yes, thank you. You're the reason we do this. We love sharing embarrassing stories with you. And we're excited to share more stories with you on this episode. So with all that aside, oh, one quick caution or word of warning. I I don't know. It's not anything serious, but it is coming down outside. It's raining really hard. I don't know if any of that's going to make its way into the audio, but just in case you hear some strange sounds, maybe like pitter-patter, things like that, that's what that is. (laughs) I love when it rains. (laughs) Yeah. We're getting dumped on and we need it, so we'll take it. Yep. But okay, so Les, I think you're going to share the first story. You ready for it? I am so ready. So ready. All right, so going on with... Thanking you guys for being so awesome um, and for listening and tuning in. We know a lot of you have tuned in for like every single episode and we're just so grateful. But we also have a lot of people writing in. Yeah, we've loved the response. We love when you guys write in. Keep writing in. And thank you. It makes it so much more fun and interesting to hear everybody else's embarrassing stories, especially after we've shared so many of our own. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm going to start out with a write-in from Anne in Texas. Texas in the house. (laughs) All right. Anne says that when she was in seventh grade, she had to write a poem for class. She decided to write a love poem. Oh, Um, She did such a great job. (laughs) She made a copy and put the boy's name that she liked in that poem. Mm, Interesting. So um, she had two copies, one with the boy's name that she liked and one with like a fake name. Okay. The fake name one she was taking in um, and going to turn into the teacher for a grade. She says, I took the copy that didn't have his name in and turned it in. The day after it was due, my teacher read her favorite poems by the students. Mine was one of them. I felt so proud until I heard her read the boy's name. It was a boy in my class, and I had accidentally turned in the wrong paper. (laughs) Oh, gee whiz. How bad. Uh, she says, I still haven't ever lived that down. And the boy that I liked never talked to me again. Oh, 
That's even worse. It is. She said she heard whisperings from her friends that he told everyone he was so embarrassed and upset that he didn't want anything to do with her. I wonder why he felt so embarrassed. It's like, I I totally understand why she would be embarrassed, but... I think it's just... It should be more flattering, right? You'd think so, but in seventh grade... Yeah, I guess that's right. It's like, oh, so-and-so likes me. Oh, crap. Yeah. (laughs) It's... During those awkward years, you just, I mean, you get embarrassed about so many things that I guess even somebody admitting they have a crush on you can be embarrassing. (laughs) Yeah, and I think it was the whole thing of it being all in front of the class instead of, like, private. (laughs) Yeah. Put on the spot, not expecting it. (laughs) Which I feel Anne's pain. That would, I would be so embarrassed. Yeah. Especially if she, like, never planned to tell him that she liked him. You know? Yeah. That's that's a hard way to have it come out, just in front of everybody. Yep. And the uh. teacher reading it. And la- <laughs> well, that's too bad that that seemed to ruin her chances with her crush. Yeah. I hope, and I hope that you married some amazing man and that this kid from seventh grade is just is just an embarrassing memory. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, Derek, it's your turn. Well, thanks, Anne. And from that story, I will transition to a story from my mom. Sweet. So I've gotten quite a few stories from both of my sisters, from my mom. I've gotten some from my brother that I'm excited to share. I just kind of need to be reminded of those. He had some great ones, and I'm really excited to share his on some upcoming episodes. Just need to get them written out so that we don't forget or tell it wrong. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I was told them over the phone, and um, I kind of jumbled them all together in my memory. So I don't want to tell any of them until... Yeah, no slaughtering the stories, Derek. Yeah, get it right. <laughs> definitely not my intention. <laughs> but I'm excited to share those. But um, So this one is for my mom. She served a mission for her church uh, in the late 70s an 18-month mission, and she served in Belgium and France. And she put that the two cities she served in in Belgium were Mons and Numier. I hope I didn't butcher those. I looked up the pronunciation. (laughs) (laughs) And the two cities she served in in France were Metz and Arras. I don't think you said that last one right. (laughs) I probably didn't. Arras, Arras. Something like that. Anyways, so this was about 44 years ago. So, you know, 10 years before I was born. And she doesn't remember which city this embarrassing experience happened in, but it happened in France. So it was in um, either Metz or Arras, Arras, however you pronounce it. So she says that a mother and daughter invited both she and her mission companion to dinner. And her mission companion was from France. So... She knows the area, she knows the culture, and, you know, my mom from the United States, she's still kind of learning the culture, the language, all those kinds of things. They go to dinner, and she said sitting by her plate was a soft-boiled egg that was in a cup. Yum. Yeah. She didn't know the tradition of how to eat an egg in France. There's a tradition? There's a tradition, and that tradition is to gently break the tip off and eat it with a small spoon. So you break the 
the, the very top of the egg, you take the shell off. The smaller, pointier side? Uh, yeah, I guess. And then you start eating the egg with a small spoon from the top, from where you, you know, broke in. That sounds really elegant. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it I does. wish I wish I could eat so, like, so elegantly. Yeah. So my mom, not knowing how they eat soft-boiled eggs in France, she picked up the egg and she cracked it against her plate, you know, kind of how she would if she was eating a soft-boiled egg in the United States, you know, kind of how she always grew up <laughs> eating soft-boiled eggs. So she picks up the egg and cracks it against her plate. Then she scooped the egg out with a spoon, and she said as she did this, she could just fill the silence in the room. <laughs> <laughs> So she's starting to think, uh-oh, am I doing something wrong? Am I, you know, am I eating this in a way I'm not supposed to? <laughs> <laughs> Something's starting to happen. I can feel it. <laughs> yeah. That feeling you get when, you know, everyone's eyes are on you and you're like, uh-oh. One of the worst feelings ever. <laughs> yeah. I just did something wrong. After, you know, feeling the silence in the room, feeling the eyes on her, she looked up to find all three of the women, so the mother, the daughter, and her French companion, staring at her and watching what she was doing, kind of in shock. <laughs> she said she felt totally embarrassed, and she remembers the experience so well, even though it was 44 years ago, but she still remembers it like it was yesterday. <laughs> oh, but man. It's, you know, it goes back to different cultures and learning new things, and I'm sure they didn't hold it against her. Yeah. <laughs> Well, it's hard to know, like, what people in other countries do. Yeah. That is, I, I don't know. I guess it'd be more polite to do it that way. But in America, we just pick that egg up and we slam it on the side of our plate yeah, we're... to crack it open. And we rip that sucker open and eat it. Yep, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> I wish we ate more elegantly. Yeah. But, you know, I think I totally botch eating an egg that that other way <laughs> oh i definitely would <laughs> yeah, yeah that's for embarrassing sure. <laughs> yeah and my i don't know at what point in my mom's mission this was it was probably closer to the beginning because she was still kind of immersing herself in the culture and learning you know how they do things and learning the language but she loved france she loved france and belgium she loved the people she loved the culture she loved learning the language. She just had an awesome experience during those 18 months. And there's no quicker way <laughs> to learn something. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. And when you're learning new things like that, you're bound to have some kind of embarrassing experience. If you don't, then you're probably pretty lucky. You're, you must be a superhero. Yeah, you'd be among the few. <laughs> <laughs> But, uh, yeah, that's the end of that excellent story. <laughs> Here comes the dad jokes. <laughs> the bad puns. Here they come. <laughs> so I will volley the ball back into your court, and we're excited. We're anxious. We're ready to hear what you have. Oh, this one's a little bit rough. <laughs> <laughs> Aren't they all to some extent? To some extent. <laughs> some worse than others. So is this one one of your own? Oh, yes. <laughs> All right. So when I was in high school in Utah, we have a homecoming dance at the start of our school year. So I was a junior and 
Um, I got asked to homecoming. Nice. Were you excited about that? I was excited to go to the dance, but I didn't really know the kid. Yeah, it would have been funner with me, right? Exactly. Egg, <laughs> egg. Uh, Had you been to your homecoming dance the previous year? No, no, because I wasn't really dating that year. Okay. Not not at the start of that school year, but my junior year when I was 17, I was dating a lot. And so <laughs> um, I didn't really know the kid. I just knew that in junior high, I had I had to sit next to him in one of my math classes. And I remember him pointing something out to me that was like really awkward. And he... <laughs> Because I have a mole on my arm. That is pretty awkward. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, no, it has like blonde hairs in it. They're not extreme or anything. But he like pointed it out that I should like deal with it. <laughs> That's interesting. <laughs> um, And so let's just say I didn't really care to talk to him. Like That's kind of how you get the wrong attention. Yeah, like I... I just kind of thought he was weird. I didn't really want to talk to him ever again. <laughs> um, but he asked me, and it was my first school dance, and I really wanted to go. Yeah. And I was going to be in a group with my friends. Um, so I, I said yes, even though I didn't really know the kid. So we have, like, this really odd date, like day date, and then it's time to get ready for the formal dance. And he uh, shows up at my door. I have a boutonniere that I actually would make my boutonnieres. They're not hard to make. Mm -hmm. um, and they're just really easy to make. And you can make them look professional with, like, no skill. So I made him his boutonniere. And I remember I pinned it on him. <laughs> and it was time for me to get my corsage and he was holding something and so I knew it was the corsage and he pulls out this thing <laughs> <laughs> a thing I'm kind of scared to hear what this thing is uh I I was pretty mortified to see it <laughs> <laughs> he pulls this thing out Things nightmares are made of. Yep. <laughs> and it's it wasn't really a corsage. You couldn't really call it that. <laughs> it was it was um oh, it was just so it was just so like I don't know. <laughs> so it it was a circle with a wristband underneath with lace going all around the circle, like kind of like a corsage would be, except this corsage had like five little blooms, like fake flowers that you'd get like at the dollar store, tiny blooms, <laughs> like randomly hot glued onto it. Ugh. So it was an attempt at a corsage. It was an attempt, but like you could see the circle, like, I don't know, cardboard underneath. And then how the, like, lace had been glued on around the side. And I felt pretty embarrassed because that's not flowers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, 
You're like, oh, people all night are going to see this thing on my arm. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to be out in front of everybody and they're going to see this thing. And they're going to be like, what in the world is that? And then I'll be like, oh, my date gave me this corsage. (laughs) 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 Because, I mean, they would know already that he gave it to me. Yeah. Um, And so it was just, it was really, I, I was so nervous to go to the actual dance. So we go, we get in the car and we're on our way to go out and eat. And I noticed that my wrist was itching. Mm. <laughs> and, and so, and it itched pretty bad. And um, the underside where the band was, or was it on the top where the actual like, corsage was? It was like the very top of my wrist. Okay. And so probably where the band was connected to the, the um, part where there was supposed to be flowers. Mm. Bad and, connection. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And um, it it just itched so bad. And my wrist started hurting. I felt like I was about to scratch my skin off. So I looked down and my wrist had all these bumps on it. Allergic reaction maybe? Yeah, that's what I figured it was. Um, I don't know if he sprayed it with like his scent, like his cologne <laughs> yeah. And it like was I don't know, it like itched. I have no idea. But um when that happened, I realized, oh, I have a way to take this <laughs> this thing off. <laughs> yeah, so you turned a bad thing into an opportunity. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was already super embarrassed. Like my parents saw it. My dad usually wasn't there to like greet my dates mm-hmm. when I was about to go out but he was there that day and he got to see this like corsage thing yeah and <laughs> he had kind of a weird look on his face like what in the world <laughs> oh I bet and then in my group my group saw the corsage and there was already quite a big deal like big fuss made about it I was super embarrassed already that when I noticed all these bumps on my arm and this allergic reaction, I scratched faster and I scratched harder. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then I turned to him and showed him and was like, look, I'm having an allergic reaction. Like it wasn't a lie because I yeah. was, but I was trying to make it worse so yeah. that I wouldn't have to wear that in the dance. <laughs> yeah. You're like, look what you did to me. You did this to me. Yeah. <laughs> and people throughout the night were like, where's your corsage? And I was like, oh, like I had an allergic reaction and I had to leave it in the car. <laughs> 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 but that's my embarrassing story. I got quite a bit of grief about that corsage in my in my group date. <laughs> uh, man, any any other dates after that with the corsage master? No, (laughs) no, because um, I don't know how to say it. On our day date, he was acting really like creepy towards me. Mm. Um, Wait, was this the same guy that was pretending to hold a knife to your throat? Yeah, it was. uh, He won a butterfly comb. Isn't that what they call those? Like a. I don't know. Like a pocket knife that flips out 
um, when you use a just a button, you push the button and the pocket knife pocket knife flips out. Mm, okay. Um, he won a comb that was just like that. Like you push a button on the handle and the hair comb pops out. Huh. And we were sitting in the car, and he held it to my throat and took it across my throat like he was some kind of murderer. Oh, that's <laughs> and, not cool. And it it was hard being on that date with him because it was just he – that's not even, like, the creepiest thing that happened. And so, oh, like, I didn't want to upset him. I didn't want to make him mad. I didn't want to hurt his feelings. I just wanted the date to be over. Mm-hmm. Understandable. <laughs> but, yeah, that corsage was uh, – I've never seen anything like it. That's probably the nicest thing I can nicest say. Thing you can say. <laughs> <laughs> but what's your next story, Derek? Yep, okay. I've got my second story. And so my first story was from my mom. This second story is from my sister, my sister Jacqueline. She's the one that puked on the parasail. <laughs> she forgot her friend's name at her doorstep. She farted in front of the kid she liked. <laughs> yep. Just just to remind everybody that uh, this is the same sister. Okay. <laughs> so yet again, she has another embarrassing experience. <laughs> and it runs in the family because my mom, me, my mom, my dad has some he's going to share soon. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> We've got plenty. So this one happened to her about seven years ago. She was running a relay race with her friend. Now, just really quick, my sister Jacqueline, she loves running. She's been doing it for like oh, over man. a decade. Yeah, it's and been a while. Yeah, she runs marathons left and right. I don't know how many she's done now. She does half marathons all the time. She's amazing. Yeah. She has a whole bunch of medals in her bedroom. Like she she does awesome. So this was a relay race that she was running with a friend. She said that she had run the first six miles of the relay and then another six miles later that day. Oh, man, that's rough. (laughs) Yeah, that's a lot. But going back to what I said, she's used to running marathons. So, I mean, running six miles, having a break for a while, running another six miles, that's got to be a piece of cake. Yeah, for for a marathon runner. Yeah. Yeah. So in an effort to enhance her performance... She bought GU, and she said GU is a gel-like substance containing carbs that increase your energy and help you get through miles of running. Yeah, I've seen that. Yeah, I hadn't heard anything about that until reading this. It's totally legal, no type of drug or anything, just natural things, carbs that help get your energy levels up so that you can run more miles and have more energy. Yeah, an energy boost, a natural healthy energy boost. Mm Mm-hmm. Some runners don't like the taste or the texture of it. She said it's kind of thick and slimy. But after years of taking GU on long runs, she had become used to it. But there were also times that she had to swallow it down as fast as she could or she would start to gag. Yeah. So it could kick off that gag reflex if she didn't swallow it fast enough. Yeah, it sound, if it's slimy. <laughs> yeah, and I, I don't imagine a performance enhancer would taste amazing. Uh-uh. It's I mean, like you can it's only like flavor a, it so much. <laughs> it's like a regular protein bar. Yeah, those can be kind of rough. Those, I've had some of those that are pretty good, but usually they have kind of a gross taste. They're kind of hard to get through. Yeah, and the aftertaste is bleh. Yeah. <laughs> so she's at the race. She takes out a vanilla bean GU, 
and she prepares herself to take it quickly. Vanilla bean sounds good. Yeah, and she said vanilla bean was one of the better flavors of the GU. So, you know, she thought, okay, this is my favorite flavor. But she said the taste and the thickness still got to her. Uh-oh. Even though it was the best flavor. Uh-oh. <laughs> she got through half of the packet, and once she swallowed, she gagged, and she said it was not quiet. Like she was <laughs> gagging loud. Oh. <laughs> uh. There was a group of four men standing just a few feet away from her, <laughs> and they all turned their heads at the same time in her direction. <laughs> One of them asked her if she was all right. She said she was sure her face was red at that point. Then as she took the rest of the packet, she tried her hardest not to do anything embarrassing. <laughs> but yet again, without much control, she started gagging, and the same men turned their heads back over to her, and they were laughing. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, They're probably thinking, oh, rookie, she's never had one of these. <laughs> but it wasn't her first rodeo. She had had, I'm sure, plenty of these in the past. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. The friend that she was running the relay with was also laughing at her. <laughs> and my sister could tell that uh, her friend was also embarrassed for her. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. She says, boy, did I want to run and hide. But boy, did she run. Yeah, she did run. Yeah. Ran another six miles. Oh, man. I don't blame her for gagging. (laughs) So it's run six miles, then hide. It's not immediately run away and hide. Go run your six miles, then you can hide. (laughs) No, you you have to be embarrassed for six miles first. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, gagging is... I don't know. I don't think guys have such a issue with doing it in front of people, but girls, they do not want to gag in front of Yeah, I, I wouldn't want to gag in front of anybody, but I'm really sensitive with textures. I think my sister is too. Oh, he means a picky eater. <laughs> no, I'm not picky. <laughs> she likes to say I'm picky, but I'm not. I used I, to be. I think kidding. everybody's picky to some extent with some things, but I mean, I've branched out a lot more than what I used to like to eat, but. (laughs) I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) But that's all I've got for that. Thanks, Jack. And thanks, Mom, for giving me a couple stories to share for this episode and for letting me put you on the spot. Yeah. And thank you, Anne from Texas. Yes. Thank you. If you want to share your story with us like Anne did, you can send it to us at embarrassingstoriespod at gmail.com. That's two R's, two S's on embarrassing. We'd love to hear your story, and we would also love for you to review us on your favorite podcast platform. Reviews are something you can always use more of, especially if you're listening on Apple Podcasts. Reviews are a really big thing on that platform, and we have a few on there. Which thank you for those who have given us a review. Yes, thank you so much. But we'd love for you to leave a review if you enjoy listening to our podcast and to also share it with family members, friends, anyone you know that could use a good laugh and would enjoy some embarrassing stories each week. That will do it for this episode. Until next time, have fun. Be safe. And go create some stories for us to share. Thanks for joining us again, and we hope you have another amazing week. 